Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast with Tom Underwood. Armed with truth and knowledge, your journey to a healthy lifestyle can be obtained. Preventative wellness, quality nourishment, and daily fitness routines dramatically improve your outlook on life as a whole. And you'll find the support and info you need to accomplish a healthier lifestyle here. Together, we can empower each other along our journey to an amazing you. Welcome to this episode of the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. You know, the other night, I don't turn my TV on very often, but the other night I turned on Jimmy Fallon uh, because Justin Timberlake was on and I wanted to watch it. However, being that it is the midterm elections here in the United States of America, the episode was full of commercials of candidates talking, basically. So today's episode, I've decided to talk about the same subject, but I'm going to talk about is my poop normal? And I want to talk about this because it comes up a lot in my industry or my business and a lot of my clients are uncomfortable when I ask them how their poop looks. And aside from being a spot of toilet humor here and there, nobody really likes to talk about their poop, do they? This topic may be uncomfortable, but it's important for you to know what makes a healthy poop because it can tell you a lot about your digestive tract and your microbiome. And if your digestion is off, and this could be an indication that something else is going on that you need to address. Yes, I'm serious tonight. Tomorrow is election day, and I figured this would be a great topic because of our candidates always talking. Anyway, and I am serious about this. I know sometimes you wonder if I'm serious, and sometimes I wonder if I'm serious myself. You already know that poop can reflect your physical and sometimes even emotional health. You may get constipation or have diarrhea when you eat something that doesn't agree with you or when you're super nervous about something. And what about fiber and water? If you're not getting enough, it'll probably show up in your poop. What about all the important gut microbiomes that we need to be happy and healthy? If they're not happy, It'll probably show up in your poop. Here are some questions to ask yourself. How often are you going? One to three ball movements per day is ideal. How does it feel? Assuming that you didn't eat spicy street meat last night, ball movements should be quick and painless. They shouldn't require straining or a panicked run to the toilet or sitting long enough to do the entire New York Times crossword. What color is it? Healthy poop is brown. The color comes from the bile, which emulsifies dietary fat and helps us digest it. However, you may notice some normal day-to-day changes, like green poo after eating a lot of leafy greens or red poo after eating beets. How does it smell? It's never going to smell like roses but extremely foul-smelling poo and point to underlying issues. Another question you might ask yourself, number five, 
is does it sink or float? Healthy poo may do either. But this offers hints as to the fat, the float, or the fiber sink ratio of the diet. Here's a little trivia question for you. Do you know there's an official standard for poop? I mean, a university created a chart, one that is used to help diagnose conditions like irritable ball syndrome or IBS. Meet the Bristol Stool Scale. The Bristol Stool Scale was created at the prestigious University of Bristol in the UK back in 1997 and was developed by Dr. Stephen Lewis and Dr. Ken Eason. So in the show notes, I'll provide a link to the Bristol Stool Scale for you so you can judge for yourself. The scale breaks down type of poop into seven different categories, ranging from type 1, which is very constipated, to type 7, which is diarrhea. Number one on the Bristol stool scale is separated hard lumps, which means you're probably very constipated. Number two is lumpy and sausage-like, which means you're slightly constipated, usually. Types one and two are less than ideal. They indicate stool that has been in the colon for a large period of time. This will present as constipation, where stool is drier, harder, and lumpier. These ball movements are often more than one day apart and can be difficult to move out of the body. Evacuation can feel incomplete, like you cannot pass any more stool. However, there's still a feeling of fullness in the rectum that you cannot pass without difficulty. If seen consistently, this could warrant further investigation by your healthcare practitioner, especially if combined with other symptoms. I mean, physical possibilities is a lack of fat, a lack of fiber, or not enough water in your diet. Common emotional possibilities, stress, fear, anxiety, travel, often people who find it difficult to have regular bowel movements while they are away from home. I'm in medication possibilities, pain relievers, acids, antibiotics, antidepressants, anti-diarrhea, iron, too much iron, too much calcium, and more. If you're taking a medication or a supplement, check the side effects. See if it could be the cause of this type of bowel movement. And I will provide a link for that to check your side effects of those medications in the show notes. Then we have number three, which is a sausage shaped with cracks in the surface, which is normal. Or number four, which is smooth, soft sausage, which is also very normal. Types three and four are ideal. This stool moves easily through the digestive tract and is eliminated with more, without difficulty. Minimal effort is required and there is minimal toilet paper required. These do not cause pain or difficulty upon elimination. Steps to take to see more of this type of stool is adequate hydration, electrolytes, exercise, a balanced diet with plenty of vegetables for fiber, adequate fat, regular intake of probiotics or probiotic-rich foods, especially after antibiotic therapy. Be sure to take time to rest, relax, and manage stress. 
as I've said a bazillion times in these episodes. And now a word from our sponsor. We'll be back in a minute. And now for some general housekeeping. First things first, if you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute, go into your app and rate and review this show. Then share it with your friends. This would mean the world to me. Next up, to join my mailing list for newsletters and other emails, text RHCP, Rebel Health Coach Podcast, RHCP to 22828. Again, text RHCP to 22828. I promise not to send you endless emails. Believe me. Who has the time for that? Now, to grab a free 20-minute consultation with me, go to my website and on the homepage, at the bottom is a red button that says Book Now. Click it and schedule your consultation with me. I will have you fill out an intake form so that during our consultation, we can discuss what I can do for you and also see if we are a good fit to work together. You can find the link in the show notes also. Thank you and enjoy the rest of the episode. Then we get into number five, six, and seven, which are not so ideal. Number five is soft blobs with clear cut edges. Usually means you're lacking fiber. And then we get into mushy consistency, which is number six, with ragged edges, which means some sort of inflammation going on inside your digestive tract. Or number seven, which is liquidy consistency with no solid pieces, which also is inflammation of your digestive tract. So tips five, six, and seven are also less than ideal. These represent food that has moved too quickly through the digestive tract. This type of stool can create an urgency to get to the bathroom as quickly as possible. You know what I mean. I'm sure we've all been there once or twice in our lives. Possible irritants can include viruses or parasites, bacteria, food illnesses, medications or supplements, sensitivity to common foods or food sensitivities, or just even overdoing it with a single food can cause this. These can result in five and six and more bowel movements per day. If seen consistently, this could warrant further investigation by your healthcare practitioner, especially if combined with other symptoms. I'm in physical possibilities. Overtraining. Yes, overtraining can cause some of this. Food reactions, bacteria, food poisoning, or a virus. I'm in emotional possibilities. These can be the same or similar to the other end of the Bristol chart, which is stress, fear, worry, anxiety. And then we have common medical possibilities, antibiotics, anti-acids, antidepressants, chemotherapy meds are some of the most common. If you're taking a medication, as I said earlier, check the side effects to see if it could cause this type of bowel movement. And I will provide a link in the show notes. The ideal bowel movement is one where you feel the urge to poop. But if you weren't near a restroom, you could wait a little longer. Though not ideal, your body could handle this. You sit down and with little effort produce a number three or a number four ball 
movement type, and six to seven, eight inches in length and snake-like is what we're looking for. There should be no ribboning or breaks in the poop. When you wipe, you should see nothing on the toilet paper. This is an ideal poop. You should have two or three of these a day, usually after your meals. Use the Bristol stool chart to help guide you toward more number threes and number fours in your daily average. Other poop factors to consider. Yes, there's more poop. You probably guessed the shapes described in the Bristol stool scale are not the only thing to consider for your poop health. Think about how often you go. At least once per day, up to three times per day is pretty good. Less than one or more than three times can mean something's going on. What about how hard you have to try to go? You want to be as effortless as possible. And let's talk about the color again. It should be brown from that bile that you need to break down the fats you ingest. And if it's green after a day of massive veggies or red from a large glass of beet juice, you're just fine. But if you see an abnormal color, like a dark red or black, that you can't explain based on what you ate or drank in the last two days, you probably want to get that checked out. What to do when you have imperfect poo? That's a dilemma, isn't it? Well, the first thing to consider is how imperfect is it? How often is it like that? Once in a while, things aren't going to be perfect, and that's A-OK. I really recommend tracking your poop and always look, you know, if we think about it, dogs always look at their poop. Think about that for a minute. Ever see a dog take a poop? A dog turns around and looks at it. So we need to start paying more attention to for our overall health and wellness. Now, if you know you need to get more fiber or water, and try increasing that. If you haven't had enough probiotic foods, then try getting more of them. Sauerkraut. Mmm. Kabucha is a good one. Kimchi. Mmm. I love some kimchi. If you're super stressed and anxious, and then we need to work on that too. Try some deep breathing, meditating, or even a warm bath. Oh, and don't forget the two most basic pieces of nutrition advice. First, eat a variety of nutrient-dense, minimally processed foods including lots of fruits and veggies and their fibrous skins whenever possible. The fiber in these is not only helpful for pushing food through your gut, but also to feed those millions of amazing little critters that live in your gut, your friendly gut microbiomes. The second piece of advice is eat slowly and mindfully and chew thoroughly. These are good habits for everyone and anyone even when you have perfect poop. Many functional medicine practitioners and other health experts who understand the connection between the bowel movement and the digestive and digestive health edit. Many functional medicine practitioners and other health experts who understand the connection between a bowel movement and digestive health will ask their patients to track their Bristol score. Like I said earlier, there's ways of tracking this, and it's very valuable. 
This provides valuable feedback to a practitioner such as myself on how the patient's digestive health is trending and how they are reacting to different meals. It also gives us a sense of food sensitivities. It also gives us some things that you might not even think about, like stressed. Are you stressed? Are you eating the wrong foods? Are you allergic to gluten? Are you allergic to dairy? Tracking your Bristol score can also help you. You correlate digestion with other aspects of your lifestyle, such as stress and sleep. Also, we can do food sensitivity testing and stool testing if we see some kind of not-so-good Bristol scores. In summary, the Bristol stool chart can be a helpful tool as you work to improve your digestive health and identify food sensitivities and, and improve your gut health and microbiome. Thank you very much for joining me today's episode of the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. I hope all of you that got out there and voted and have an amazing and blessed day, evening, or morning, whenever you may be listening to this episode. Thank you for joining me today. And the references for this will be in the show notes. I appreciate all of you very much. God bless. Thank you for joining in today with the Rebel Health Coach, Tom Underwood. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you can catch all the episodes. With desire and commitment, you can implement a lifestyle of wellness and fitness. For the support, encouragement, and tools you need to be successful, visit TomUnderwood.net.